0: Hi, I'm Lippy. And I'm
1: Grumpy, together with Lippy and Grumpy do podcasting.
0: In this episode, a look back on 2022, Lippy's trouser incident, film timelines, Uggs are back and more Grumpy moans. Well, Lippy. Hello. A
1: rather belated Happy New Year.
0: A very belated Happy New Year.
1: Yes, we've been a bit sick put it mildly <laughs> yes. uh, and one of the things that have gone has been the voice in fact mine mm. is still a bit croaky
0: mine's okay now
1: yes well you obviously okay. exercise yours a lot more than than obviously, i do yes yes so i apologize particularly to orange marshall too who got very excited about us coming back on just after new year only to find radio silence which is <laughs> never a good thing no Anyway, before we start on our usual ramble through various stories, I thought we'd just do a little retrospective of 2022. Mm, We were planning to do quite a big one, but um, that's now sort of in a um, dim and distant memory 2022. So um, so we'll just do a couple of things that um, that, that made our year. I think the first one in January was The Shark is Broken.
0: Oh, that was amazing. Was that January last year? It was
1: January, yes, over a year ago. Incredibly. Loved it. Yeah, absolutely loved it. And even more so than the show was being offered tickets by a listener who neither of us know, which was quite a revelation, who we've named Mr Zamboni, who, who I hope is still listening.
0: Hopefully. I mean, we've been gone for a while, so hopefully.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yes. We called him Mr. Zamboni because it turned out later that he actually had driven a Zamboni machine for a period of time.
0: Which Which we both would like to have a go
1: at. I I think he's probably the coolest driving job ever.
0: Mm, 100%. Uh,
1: Shadow of doubt. Uh, And then in February, we had... um, Oh, sorry, no, March, not February. March, we had the lost passport incident. God...
0: (laughs) And the lack of ski holiday that followed like a, that. Yeah,
1: exactly. And we ended up in April on a very cold boat trip in the Norfolk Broads.
0: Which was a very lovely trip in the daytime.
1: It was good in the day. It was very cold at night, though. And nowhere was very open, cold. which was no, a not was a it? pain in the neck. But, um, it
0: was like the weekend before everything opened. I remember a few people mm. said, oh, no, we're opening next weekend. Yes. Oh, yes, so
1: It was sort of getting close to Easter, wasn't it? Mm. So... Yes, yeah, it's not, not surprising that it uh, was a little bit shut, let's put it that way. But the places we did go to were, lovely. Uh, were fantastic and a very warm Norfolk welcome. Mm-hmm. In May, we learnt about cats and cucumbers and why some cats are scared of them. And it was an introduction into epigenetics.
0: Which oh, I still
1: yes. don't fully understand. It has I completely to be said. forgot
0: about that. That was like a new piece of information again for me. It was
1: very new, wasn't it? And interestingly, I have heard it on a couple of uh, documentaries since. So it's quite oh, nice to you? know what it actually is, rather than just the terms flying very quickly over, the, over my head. <laughs> and July was mostly camping.
0: It was for you. You were away for the whole month. Not
1: quite, but it felt like it. And it was the start of the discussion of when is midnight. Mm. uh, Which, unfortunately, raised its ugly head again in um, December, late December.
0: It did, yes. And
1: the wife of Grumpy was adamant she knew the answer. And uh, proved it by asking one taxi driver. (laughs) (laughs) What?
0: (laughs) <laughs> yes, sorry, because that makes sense. The taxi driver yes, knows all. Yes,
1: I think they call it... Well, no, the, the theory behind it was quite right. I question the quantity. Ah, uh, yes, yes. So yes. you don't you don't stop when you find one that agrees with your argument. I think that's called observation mm. bias. Yes,
0: I now also can't drive... Every time I drive to yours, I drive through Guildford past the McDonald's sign and I can't look at it the same way anymore.
1: No, no. Well, you've got Orange Marshall too to think for that. Yeah. Yeah, we, we have to avoid the middle of Guildford now because it it just my, my head explodes. <laughs> and then in August, we started a discussion about sea level, which... Uh, oh, no. Yeah, we, just, we
0: did a few um, discussions that made you really think, actually, didn't we?
1: Uh, well, that rumble on and on and on. I might start another one for this month. Oh, no. Which is, does hot air rise or does cold air fall?
0: That is a... That's a chicken and egg question. That
1: conversation started when I worked for BMW in 1998. And has not been solved.
0: No. I yes, that's a chicken and egg.
1: It is a bit. Or a
0: fish and egg. His fish company. It could
1: be, yep. And then in October. I found a life-changing tweet which said, could we, without relentlessly criticising, let people have their pumpkin spice and avocado toast and their fandoms and their Dungeons and Dragons and their too early Halloween decorations and whatever little harmless things in which they managed to find a tiny shriveled flower of joy? Yes. So I did not criticise people for eating mince pies in November I refused to have one, didn't criticise it, mm. just said, no, thank you, it's not But December. you did
0: criticise me for eating a cream egg the other day.
1: I just, well, it was ridiculously early. Of
0: which I now have had three.
1: <laughs> well, that's fine. I, I'm quite happy with that. What annoys me is the fact they're selling them this early.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, to be honest, the cream, the the actual prop like cream eggs I feel differently about, but full-on Easter eggs, literally the 1st of January, the shops were packed of full Easter eggs, like yeah. big ones.
1: It's Shot. crazy. And that's not joy. That's money grabbing. Mm. And I will still attack money grabbing. Yes. Going yes. back to the mince pies. Oh, yeah. So what happens is there's loads of mince pies available in November, which I mm. don't have because it's not December, which is my own silly fault, but I'm just being stubborn on this yes. one. Um, but come December, everybody's had enough of mince pies in this house, so we don't have any. Well, so I, don't,
0: I, get to eat I would two have eat eaten mince pies with you. If uh, Wife of Grumpy actually purchased the mince pies. That's the point but her precisely. Reasoning, her reasoning for purchasing mince pies is that one out of five people didn't like them, so she didn't buy them.
1: <laughs> we got Duck Boy to blame for that.
0: Yes, we do. And
1: then in November, uh, Mr. Musk took over Twitter, and I predicted it would be dead by the end of the year. Mm. which is not quite right.
0: No, but he has won a Guinness World Record for losing the most amount of money, like an individual person losing the most amount of wealth. Yes. So that's yes. Not-
1: Well done. That's pretty good going. Yeah. And I noticed that some of the third-party Twitter applications aren't working. I've used Phoenix on my phone for a very long time and that's just stopped working. It can't authenticate with it. Oh. Um, yeah. But there's nobody to call because they've all been sacked. <laughs> or left,
0: so, one or the other.
1: What could you do? And we did say we we're going to have a bit of a ban on Twitter, uh, mm. but I do quite like fesshole, which is uh, people's confessions when they've mm. done some outrageous things. A lot of it is quite adult, so I'm not going to repeat any of it <laughs> on here. So that brings us to December, which we did a great big log advent calendar for. As Mm. as usual. So we didn't have any uh, of our normal podcasts in there. So quite a few things happened. So in in my little man office that I now work from, I've got a nice new carpet.
0: A lovely new carpet. A lovely
1: new carpet. And which meant ripping everything out to Mm. get to put it down. Full clean Um, down. While I was doing that, I installed my old hi-fi from the nineteen (laughs) eighties. So I bought a second hand pair of speakers and wall brackets. And I love it. It's great. I've got a Chromecast audio attached to it, so I can stream Spotify to it.
0: Wow, that's impressive! And I've
1: dug my record deck out of the loft, and it's mm. currently in pieces, uh, waiting for some lubrication and some fettling. So it's uh, becoming a sp- real
0: man cave.
1: It, one well, it say. has been for for quite a long while, but uh, I, I'm now. Uh, Ever since watching Suits, I always quite fancied a record deck in the office. And uh, I'm almost there. I'm just some oil and a couple of new belts away from it. Oh, we had a Costco trip, didn't we, in December?
0: We did. It was was great as well. Because I love Costco, but Duck Boy hates Costco. So, like, I got to really do the looking at everything.
1: Yes. Well, you can get caught out. Mm. I I thought I got caught out with some mouthwash, but actually not. Because it was a much bigger bottle.
0: Ah, So,
1: while it was the same price as supermarket you
0: got more you got more mm. but we
1: did go in for a roll of tin foil and came out with 245 pounds worth of um other things uh, of things that are not unnecessary so no. there was nothing well with possible exception of the freddos although the <laughs> law says you have to buy a box of freddos but, when you yes, get to Costco yes. and red vines for the horse whisperer
0: mm. did she eat the whole pot
1: they're not gone yet still oh. some left Impressive. Produs went very, very quickly.
0: That doesn't surprise me.
1: So we started New Year, and there was um, unfortunately we went into it and there was bad news almost straight away. Uh, so there's a, a gentleman called Ken Block who was an extraordinary driver, he did a lot for rallying in America. And he's also did a couple of appearances on Top Gear. He took Matt LeBlanc around London in his uh, Hoonigan. Um, So lots of tire smoke, lots of fun. Fabulous bloke. Everybody that knows him speaks so highly. And sadly, he died in a snowmobile accident on the second of January. And the day before that, Jeremy Renner, um, Mm. very good actor, has been in lots of things. uh, Somehow survived having a snowplow roll on him. I just can't get over the fact he's still around. And these guys were experienced in both of those machines, so they weren't um out messing around with no knowledge. So it, you know, you, these things do bite. So um and and there's been a stream of other people passing as well. So not, not been a great start to the year. Generally never is No. And then you had an incident with a pair of trousers.
0: Oh no, I did. I mean, it's not the same as someone dying, but I died no. inside. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, when did I get them? I got them in 2020. So they are quite an old pair of jeans that I was wearing. Um, to, I wore them to work. I still go into the office a couple of times a week and I happened to be in the London office and I was on, it was a Monday, I think, because I was in a, an, an okr session i've said it right this time so that's good with the COOs, so could you
1: explain what okr is
0: it's a, it it's, sounds a
1: bit talky speaky corporate talk
0: y- oh it does it? so you know kpis yes so it's like that but it's not so it's, it's objectives and key results okay. and the point of objectives and key results is they come so the the leadership team of the company come up with the direction that they want the company to be looking towards for a certain time period. And then, so they come up with their objectives and their key results as a leadership team. And then they, that filters down. So then each department then come up with their own objectives and key results, which they think symbolizes what the leadership are looking to do, but they've come up with it on their own.
1: Yes, So it's I know, how they yes. feel
0: their department will help the company get to that vision.
1: Yes, I understand that.
0: But it's better because you get to come up with your own things rather than being told.
1: It is and it isn't, in my view, yes. because if the position I've been in the last few years, we, I work for a small company that was bought by a very big company, and you're sort of left to your own products and client base to a degree. Mm. How does that then fit in with... A company that's doing actually something completely differently it's within the same industry but it serves a different client base it's very difficult when they go right we're going to put everything in the cloud for example that's one of our what they call it winning step we go well no, but all of this runs on technology from the 1980s really it's quite an old system
0: so that's where objectives and key results are different because ah. objectives isn't it's not a statement of what it's not like we want you can't none of it can be a task so nothing you write down can be a task so like an objective for the company as one of their top level ones is to do with culture and it's to have a I can't remember the wording slight to have a happy and high performing outcome focused workforce that's the objective which is a bit like (laughs)
1: yeah i'm, I'm gonna say something now i'm getting quite bored by this conversation yeah, no. so yeah, we,
0: let's <laughs> just skip over it you asked what okay i are, did I just, and i'm regretting I,
1: it I'm you don't regretting. need to
0: know all you needed to know the only point important point was the coo was in this meeting with okay, me okay okay and i right. was running the meeting yes so i'd had that meeting and then that was in our meeting space so i went back into the main office Everyone got up and went for lunch. I was trying to finish something off so I didn't go for lunch and I brought lunch with me because I'm on a diet. And then everyone came back and I was like, right, I'm going to go and get my lunch now at the fridge. So I got up, went to the fridge, got my soup, had to go up to the sixth floor to the microwave, came back down. And as I was in the lift on the way back down, I leant on the railing in the lift and it was like ice cold. And I was like, why does oh, that feel no. like it's touching my skin? Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> thankfully, that I was the, well, thankfully, one, I was the only person in the lift. Two, there is a mirror in the lift. So I turned and looked in the mirror, and the, the biggest rip, like all the way round my back pocket, was my bum. My bum was just out. And I died. I'm so glad I was on my own because I laughed and then I was like panicking and you know when you get that really sicky feeling inside you're like oh my yes. god what am I oh, gonna yeah. do and thankfully I was wearing a shirt that I had that had been tucked in so my bum had been out and I don't know how long it had been out for either and I've been wandering around the office and I untucked it and it was long enough to cover the rip thank the lord so I went back to the office ate my lunch because I was like I'm just gonna eat first and then we work our office is opposite Victoria Station. And there's a new look in Victoria Station. So I went scurrying over to new look, bought a new pair of jeans, came back in to have the finance team who I work with, who's like part of my department, and we all get on really well, look at me and go, have you changed? (laughs) And I was like, maybe. And then had to explain the whole story to them for how at some point in the day, my trousers had ripped. Yeah. And I don't know when. I don't know who has seen it. I don't know if anyone had seen it. I'm hope, hoping no one actually had.
1: I would have thought somebody would have mentioned it.
0: You would, but like yeah. if the COO of a company, like he's male, does he? Would he necessarily go? Oh, by the way, I think you ripped your trousers. Oh,
1: depends. Depends on the yeah. individual. Yeah,
0: it's a bit. I feel like it's that line, isn't it? That is like, is that a comment that's going to make her think I've been looking at her bum?
1: Yeah, I suppose it depends on how well you know somebody.
0: True, exactly. That's what I thought. And the finance team, if they had seen it, they would have said something. I'm and they sure they, they promised you, me they hadn't, yeah. they hadn't seen it.
1: Yeah, you would have heard the gossip.
0: Yeah, that's what I thought. I was like, someone would have messaged someone else being like, oh my God, have you seen yeah. Laura's Trousers Ripped? But I died that day. I really did. I just, it was awful.
1: <laughs> well, my top tip for that would be to have a little reel of gaffer tape in your bag. Oh, uh... yeah. Gaffer tape and some cable ties, you can fix most things with those two.
0: Mm, yeah, maybe that's not a bad idea. Because I always carry spare tights, because tights are notorious mm. for getting holes in. But there's not a lot you can do if you get a hole in your jeans.
1: Well, a whole wardrobe might be a bit excessive. Exactly. You did you did a good thing there by popping off to... Uh,
0: yeah, because in my head I shop. kind of thought, my shirt covers it. I could just go the rest mm. of the day and see what happens. But then uh, getting on the tube and stuff, I didn't really want to do that with a big hole in my <laughs> jeans.
1: I've always kept a little sewing kit that I liberated from a hotel in my work mm. bag because you never know.
0: I'm not That's sure that would have fixed this rip, though, because it was round no. the pocket and they're elastic-y denim.
1: Yeah. I think it just
0: I don't know. It was awful, though.
1: Safety pins are quite useful as well.
0: Yeah, I think I wouldn't have been as embarrassed if I'd heard them rip mm. and then knew they had ripped.
1: Would well, you would have been if you bent over in the meeting and you heard the rip. <laughs> so actually finding out that way and nobody knowing was possibly the best way.
0: True, true. I'm being on my own so I could have my embarrassment on my own. Yeah. So one of my
1: favourite films is a film from 1999 called Office Space, which has Jennifer Aniston in it and some other people who you probably wouldn't recognize. And it's a story about a guy who's a little bit discontent with work. So he goes to see a hypnotist. And the hypnotist Great is, film. Yeah, it's just trying to calm him down a bit. Uh, and unfortunately the hypnotist Dies in the middle of the session. So mm. he then walks around completely hypnotized, acting like he just doesn't care. So he ends up getting promoted at work when the management consultants come in and just think he's full of great ideas. And, um, and the, the story goes on there, but the middle of the story is that there's s- diverting money from accounts. So uh, when it's rounding basically, so if you're rounding down to the nearest penny, penny Then you might get fractions of a penny left over. So those fractions of a penny are then put into another account and they then took it out. So that's the premise of the story. Somebody's actually done this. Uh, It was a software engineer at uh, Zuilli.com and he managed to get $260,000 before he was caught.
0: Impressive.
1: Yes. But it does make me wonder how many other people have done it and not been caught. Not
0: been caught.
1: Yeah. Yeah, there's. There was a book I read years and years ago. It's full of these these sorts of uh, scams, and it was obviously it was people that got caught. And mm. one of them had done something very similar to this, and he only got caught because the account he was using won a prize draw, and he <laughs> had to go and collect it. And at which point, the uh, the whole nasty business came out.
0: Oh, you'd be so annoyed, wouldn't you? That winning you something quite, meant yes. that you got yeah. caught out.
1: Yeah, absolutely. But there must be loads of people that get away with it.
0: Mm.
1: Uh, I have a statement to make. Oh, no. Oh, no. Uggs are back in fashion.
0: Oh, I know. I think it's worse this time around, though, because they're like half the size.
1: Well, the problem is people don't seem to be able to walk in them, so they scuff. And that's very annoying.
0: To be honest, that is with fake Uggs. We shouldn't associate that with Ugg, because Ugg have a very good soul the real the real lugs and very good s- support around the ankle which stops the scuffing but the cheap ones don't so they slide off your foot as you walk and then they like rub across the floor
1: well the problem is the emergence back of Uggs as a fashion item means all the cheap ones come along come as well, back. and I have no problem with that. Apart from people don't seem to walk in them, so it's just scuff, scuff, mm. scuff, 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 scuff. And the heels wear at an odd angle as well, which is quite annoying. Do you annoying. remember
0: people literally used to walk like on the actual sides yeah. of the Ugg? Yep, yeah. they're like roll yeah. in. Whoa. Well, that's
1: because there's no ankle support. they you know they're as as useless as flip flops in terms of foot support.
0: They really, they really are. Yeah,
1: they're like a booted flip flop.
0: <laughs> that's why you need uh, you need Crocs. Oh, because you need Crocs.
1: No, you don't need those. Either. Crocs are good
0: because you can put them in sport mode. Have you ever tried a Croc in a sport mode?
1: I've never tried a Croc. Do
0: you know what sports mode Croc is?
1: Uh, does it go faster?
0: You've seen a pair of Crocs? Yes, I have. You know, it's got that like toggle that's normally at the front so you can slide them on, but it's like a, an ankle bit.
1: Uh Yes
0: So when you put that down and it's actually going around the ah, back of your ankle, yes. that's sport mode Yes Because they don't slip off Because the, it's there to stop
1: Right, okay, good <laughs> Moving on
0: Good bit of knowledge there
1: Last weekend we went to see a play at uh, the Chichester Theatre which is a really Ooh. nice spacious theatre, it's great been there a nice. few times And it's a Lavender Hill mob, which originally was an Ealing comedy. So black and white comedy from the the 50s. And I love those films. They're they're superb. And it starred Miles Jupp, who's Mm. a very funny gentleman has done quite a lot of rounds on various game shows and what have you. And um, basically it's a play in a play uh, presented as that. And there's a scene there where they're explaining how they, well, they stole some gold bullion on how they did that. And they had to have... Some guns, because obviously you've got security guards around the bullion. So bear in mind, it's all set in a sort of a, a club, expat club in Rio de Janeiro. Guy comes out with two umbrella, two umbrellas, two bananas, <laughs> and um, and the guy looks at me and says, "Well, really, bananas?" He said, "Well, I thought they were very appealing." <laughs> of which the whole of the audience at Chichester Theatre groaned apart from Wife of Grumpy, who, who
0: laughed. laughed. <laughs> yes. I would have laughed. That's a good show. I think
1: you probably would. It was quite good. But uh, it was quite funny sat there hearing groaning all around and yeah. laughing right next to me. It was really funny. But uh, yeah, if you get a chance to see that, I don't know where it's going now. It's touring. I uh, know oh it's done in Guildford. Uh, but the seats are quite crushed at Guilford, so we tend not to go there very often Working, yeah. possibly probably working, um, but yeah superb superb play now I've got another couple of moans to go on really
0: oh yeah we we'll love a yeah. well, that's why it, your name's Grumpy
1: yeah it is and this is to do with it seems to be a trend in films and TV series where you start watching it and mm. you see the thing mm. and then it goes five years earlier and then the rest of the film is the lead up to the thing that you saw at the beginning yes Yes. And I find that quite annoying, and it's annoying because it's overused in my view. Mm. It's too many do it. I agree.
0: Because I've just watched the first season of White Lotus.
1: Oh, I've not seen that.
0: Uh, you wouldn't like it, I don't think. And it does exactly that. It shows you a clip, and then it's like a week earlier, and you watch the whole thing, trying to basically trying to figure out who, who's the who's mm. died because someone there's a dead body at the start. You're trying to work out which person died. But if it wasn't for that clip, it would be a very boring show.
1: You see that's that's the worry that you, you grab people's attention at the beginning. And there was another series, what was it called? Um, How to Get With Murder?
0: Which yes. works on a similar
1: premise. So you saw something quite key at the beginning and then the rest of the episode mm. sort of led up to that. Yes. But they all seem to be doing it now. Anyway, there's been a few new releases on Netflix of like, yes. of which have been superb. Mm. And one of them is called Kaleidoscope. And they've done this experiment where each person watches it in a different order. Yeah. Uh, so if you watch it, I don't quite know how they, they know, but uh, it gets mixed up. But the very last one is... Well, there is the heist in it. It's called the white episode. So yeah. everybody sees the white episode last. But yes. you can choose which one. You order can watch to any it order, in. yeah. Absolutely. So we watched the first three and it got a bit confusing, to be honest, because you, you're five years before and then you're two weeks before and it's jumping around all over the place. Mm-hmm. And there was a review in The Guardian and they were saying, we thought it's a really good idea to begin with, but actually the, re- the best way to watch it is chronological. Because you're not jumping around. And having finished it last night, actually having two episodes after the heist would have confused the bejesus out of me. Mm. Or given a bit too much away. So if you are thinking of watching the Kaleidoscope, the order is violet, green, yellow, orange, blue, white, which is the heist, and then red and pink.
0: Ah, interesting.
1: Yeah, and I'd be interested to hear if somebody's watched it in the order that Netflix has presented it, rather than gone off-piste.
0: I've not watched it yet. Okay. So I can watch it in any order.
1: You can watch it in any order, but you, if if you I'm watch gonna... it in the Netflix order, white is last.
0: Which order did you watch it in, the Netflix so, order?
1: No, so we watched uh, Green, Yellow, Orange. I'm not sure what order we saw those, which are all pre the heist. Yeah. Uh, then Violet, which is the very first one. And then we did the rest in order. And I'm quite pleased we did, because your brain will be going, hang on. And, that, and, that. and of course, when you get to my age, if you're watching two series uh, which are similar, mm. then you start to go, where's so Oh no, they're in that one. And it
0: gets... <laughs> in my opinion, though, TV's meant, to, you're meant to sit and enjoy it. You're not meant to use your brain.
1: Uh, well, I disagree to a point, but I don't think you need to use your brain to work out what the order of stuff is. Mm. Um, what was quite clever, though, watching the very last one, if you'd watched that before the white one, it wouldn't necessarily have given the game away.
0: Oh, okay. Makes sense.
1: Uh, yeah. I mean, it's, uh, it's a good story. Oh, try. It's worth worth oh, I watching. Worth watching. Yes. I'll
0: tell you what's definitely like a trillion percent worth watching: traitors.
1: Is that the thing in the castle?
0: Yeah, in Scotland.
1: Yeah, I'm not very good with game shows like that.
0: Honestly, though, yes, because they are a bit argumentative. I can see why you wouldn't enjoy that. But Duck Boy and I... So, uh, Wife of Grumpy told us to watch it because she enjoyed it. Yes, and we she, were yeah, she at the Horse like, Whisperer binged it a bit. Yeah, well, you wait for this, right? And then we had a message from... Duck Boy's friend saying that he said it was really good and he suggested to watch it and that his mum had watched it in like three days, like watched Monday. all of it. And so we were like, oh, we haven't got any shows on at the moment, so like let's let's try it. On f- Friday night, we started after I finished work. So we must have started about six o'clock. Stayed up till one a.m. Yeah. Then hadn't made it through. We hadn't finished it yet, and then. So then on the Saturday after we had done our wedding stuff, we came home, put it back on. So we watched the whole thing in twenty four hours. Good heavens. It was that addictive. We just couldn't and every episode ends with a cliffhanger. So I was like, let's just watch the next like next like ten minutes of the first uh, no, yeah, the next episode just to see what happens. And then we'd mm. go to bed and then we'd watch the ten minutes and then we'd be in it again. It was a bad it was a bad cycle that ended up me staying awake till half one and i do not do that
1: no i believe there is a, an american version that you could watch and we i tried. also saw something there's a second series about to be released
0: we tried we watched the first 30 minutes of the first american episode and it was identical apart okay. from with americans so all the tasks are the same yeah. all the, they're slightly different twists but they were a bit more irritating if i'm honest <laughs> They were a bit yeah. more catty.
1: Talking of which, I noticed, and it slipped me by, that The Apprentice has started.
0: <gasps> Have you not seen it?
1: Yes and no. So yeah. I thought it was the end of January it started, so I hadn't been looking out for it. And we watch so little live television now mm, that you, you just don't see adverts for it. And I hadn't seen anything in the socials about it. And the Horse Whisperer mentioned that it started. So the three of us sat down and watched the first one, and I, I couldn't watch any more. They've just oh. so much oh, the girl arguing
0: oh, oh my goodness bad the second we've watched week two, week two's better.
1: I understand that definitely better,
0: but yeah. that f- first challenge, they just did not stop arguing the whole time.
1: no it was it was it was dreadful, but looking at what they were doing, what I don't understand and maybe this is restriction in there because it is a game show, essentially restriction in the game show is that if you went to somewhere you didn't know anything about, and you go, right, we're going to put a sales team in there. Thing number one is why are all five or six of them in one place together? Why aren't you just splitting up so that you're covering twice the area? So that's the first thing. Second is why would you not do some research into finding what was the best area? I mean, Antigua has got 365 beaches, so finding a busy beach is really difficult to do. Mm. So maybe that's not the the best area. And with the boys doing the tour, which was you know great, but they were saved by the nerdy looking. Oh,
0: one, he was incredible, to be honest.
1: Who, who knew so much? I think his name's Greg. Yeah, and I thought whether he saved them really. Yeah, hundred percent.
0: They would have. Why lost Why would you him?
1: not spend the evening? Reading up about the places you were going to, it just the it biggest belief, really. me. But then the problem is they're, in my view, they're picked by the producers because they'll make good television rather than necessarily good business people mm. or even a bit of both. And then the, run a bath. I yeah. don't think I don't think there's any. You know, some of them are claiming to run multi-million pound companies. Why? Why would you want? No. A couple hundred thousand. To...
0: Greg, though the the guy that knew a lot about cannons, he was good. Mm. I liked him. He I like win. him.
1: I well, he could be. There was a guy a few years ago that was a bit nerdy that did the
0: the uh, bendy... emergency
1: biscuit. Yeah, the bendy nail, uh, file. nail file. Yeah, so he was he was a bit sciency, wasn't he? Mm. So maybe there is a bit of hope. Carrying on with the television theme. Oh yes, Jeremy Clarkson, who is a. Polarizing character for <laughs> like, for the population. Uh, he, he put his put his foot in it. and Made uh, a bit in his column that really was quite out of order. It wasn't wasn't mm-hmm. a very good move. Oh no. Understandably, people got upset about it. Mm-hmm. But in that getting upset, that column that how many people read in a newspaper and online. So the online mum's taken down quite quickly. So it would be people reading the newspaper it's been repeated all over the place. So he's written something that's quite unpleasant and it's been broadcast across the whole of the nation constantly for weeks. And you just think, uh, surely this has the opposite effect. If you really were concerned about people writing that stuff, what you don't do is repeat it. And the problem is human nature goes, oh God, what did he write? So you go and find it, but you're not, you haven't got it in front of you and it's everywhere. And as he... But this week that he apologised and he said the problem is with the people that kick up this fuss, Whatever you, however you apologise is never it's enough. Not good enough. I, think, I think he's right in, in that respect.
0: The, I don't know why the media don't just leave it.
1: Well, because it sells stories and yeah, it's, it's like it's it, right, the it? it is basically. So you look at um, the, the book that Harry produced recently <gasps> and the Daily Mail, who clearly don't like him, mm. then spend Weeks where half of the online section is full of Harry and Meghan stories or Harry yeah. and Will stories, and so whilst they claim not to uh, want to cover it, they actually they most do. of their headlines are from it. I'd like to add, I'm not normally a Daily Mail reader, but sometimes there are some good nuggets on there. If, um,
0: mm. There was an independent bookshop. I don't know if you saw just on this on this subject who displayed Harry's book in the window alongside another bestseller called How to Kill Your Family.
1: I did see that. That was very, very mm. well placed. Which is a
0: very good book, actually, written by uh, Bella Mackey, who's the Radio 1 presenter's wife. I don't know. Greg James' wife.
1: I haven't listened to Radio 1
0: Pop in culture a very here. long
1: time. And, oh, um, no.
0: Yeah. You'll be proud. I listen to Radio Two now.
1: Yeah, but the problem is they—they they, all the Radio Two DJs that I've listened to are now being shuffled off. So yeah, Steve so Ryan's I've got gone. Scott
0: Mills. Ken He's Bruce is,
1: is now resigning after thirty odd years, and so whatever's going to happen to Popmaster...
0: Master, I, I don't normally listen to that bit. When's that on?
1: Oh, it's half past ten.
0: Oh no, I'm I'm working by then. <laughs> yeah. I'm not listening to the radio.
1: <laughs> Good. Well. After such a long period, have you got a top tip for us?
0: I do. I Excellent. was prepared today. Oh, good. Um, although it did only happen to me yesterday, but I was like, this will be a good top tip. My top tip is a travel tip. Some people know where to go, where they're going. I like to have my sat-nav on the majority of the time, mm-hmm. whenever I travel, really. The only time I don't is driving to back to home. So I put on... Ways because then it tells me where the traffic is and then I can try and avoid the traffic where possible. However, I've started to learn that I should check the routes and check the time difference before just picking the quickest route. Yeah. Because yesterday I left the house at half seven. It was extremely icy. The main roads were fine, but the country lanes were not. And that is where Waze took me through country lanes which had puddles so the bit bit of road after and before the puddle would just sheet ice and there was about four of us skidding absolutely everywhere so just carnage so my top tip is don't just go with the quickest route check your normal route and see how much far slower that is before deciding to pick the quicker route that isn't quicker because you have to drive top five miles an hour
1: yeah, so that's that's very good advice, and I think sometimes it doesn't always take you the quickest route. It, I think, it takes people in different directions because you know Google Maps and Way is a very popular sat nav mm. systems. If it sent everybody the same way, you'd end up with a massive traffic jam.
0: Yes, definitely. But uh, yes,
1: if it's certainly if it's weather like we've had the last couple of days, then um,
0: stay on the main, main road. Yes, yeah, stay on
1: the main road. Absolutely right. Mm. So, my fun fact, sort of not entirely fun, but it was for one person, but it's, it's, it's an amazing fact nonetheless. In 1971, a 17-year-old Julianne Kopek was sucked out of an airplane after it was struck by a bolt of lightning. Oh, my God. She fell two miles to the ground, strapped to her seat, and survived. She then endured oh 10 God. days in the Amazon jungle... After 10 days, she found a boat moored near the shelter, found the boat's fuel tank still partly full. So Julianne poured the, the petrol on her wounds, an action which succeeded in removing the maggots from her arm, and um, and survived. And she was the only one out of 93 passengers.
0: That's mad! That survived
1: it. I, I mean, I can't imagine a 17-year-old now would have...
0: the The skill to the... I don't know. When you get thrown into that situation, though.
1: Yeah, but I'm not sure I'd throw petrol on a wound. That would sting like mad.
0: Yeah. Well, it's just, I guess you don't want to put it in the river or in water because... No, absolutely not. bugs in there. No. Crazy. Yeah. Impressive. Yeah. Uh, My question, though, d- did she use the boat to, to find other people? Or did she use the petrol in the boat to clean her wounds and then get stay stuck?
1: I, well I assume she then potted off somewhere on the on the river um, but if there was a boat there there must have been some people nearby so if you just sat in the boat and waited for somebody to come back it doesn't it doesn't explain what happened afterwards I want to know more <laughs> oh I will endeavor to find out more for next time now talking of next time you're quite busy because you've got some sort of event in April
0: uh in I've got some sort of event in three months and three days. Three
1: months and three days. So mm. you're quite busy with that, and I'm quite busy with some other stuff, including trying to put 122 parts of my record deck back together in the correct <laughs> sequence. So so we're we're carrying on with Lippy and Grumpy, but we're going to do it every fortnight for a while, probably until after your wedding in April. Yes, well, when I back get back from, from
0: my lovely back from, two-week honeymoon.
1: Back whilst you're back from, from honeymoon. So uh, we are going on a two-weekly cycle. Bi-weekly. Yeah, I get confused with that, though. Is that every two weeks or twice a week?
0: It's every other week. Oh. Oh. Yeah,
1: because Biplane's got two wings.
0: That's interesting, because I just set a reminder up as bi-weekly.
1: Yeah, you see, it's it's I think I've set it up wrong. It's the midnight thing all over again.
0: Oh, no. (laughs) Yeah. Every other week.
1: (laughs) So we won't be arriving on a two-winged plane. Uh, We will be here. Fortnightly. Two weeks' time will be well. And this weekend, we're demolishing your bathroom.
0: Ooh, yes.
1: So I've got lots of new safety gear to wear. That's it for this podcast. Thank you so much for listening.
0: You can help spread Lippy and Grumpy's view on life by leaving a review on your favourite podcast platform.
1: If you're not sure how to leave a review, or if you download from Spotify, there's some help at lippyandgrumpy.uk slash review.
0: And if you would like to get in touch, email podcast at lippyandgrumpy.uk.
1: So it's goodbye from me.
0: And goodbye from him. goodbye. Goodbye.